We have to build a sound room now. Yeah. Panic room. <laughs> just gotta do. Just give everybody a portable mic so you can yeah. just. Right. You're right. used to that. Yeah, right, this yeah. is what it sounds like on the fire scene. <laughs> I need a medic. <laughs> Welcome to Bay Floor Discussions with Ed Pinnell, John Morrison, Brian Cole, and Eric Field. With special guests, Chief Bruce Tupper and Dan Hillier. I pushed for a court of law. Just remember, everything can be used in a court of law. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually been fairly well behaved so far, so it's, it's the new guests in the room. Right. Peer pressure. All right, so uh, this is our middle-of-the-week episode. It's the only time we can get it uh, to work with everyone, but uh, it's the one we've been trying to do for a while now. We have more than one special guest today, so I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, Dan Hillier. I've been in the fire service a little over 20 years, since I was 16. I've been in and out of the volunteer world, for sure, Uh, most of that. Um, Do it for, for a living, I guess. In the city of Auburn, I know we're not supposed to use names, but there you go. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Well, that took 15 <sighs> seconds. <laughs> but I, wasn't, I wasn't shaming, right? Right. right. No, no, you're, good. No, you're good. We're good, right? You um, can have pride about where you work. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we know whatever you say has to do with them. No. Though, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, see, I'm regionalizing. I'm just no. going to go off that. Off that. <laughs> In chief. Bruce Tupper. Yes, serve, proud to serve as the chief of the town of Raymond. Again, mention a name, but um, with no shame, obviously. Right. And um, I've been around for a day or two. I think I started in 1981. We used rubber coats and high-pressure lines back then. Um, things have definitely changed in the fire service, and uh, I'm happy to say that I've relearned firefighting probably 100%. That's how quickly it turns around. I'm sure we'll go back to high-pressure lines eventually. Oh, yeah. Everything <laughs> usually cycles back. Yeah, it does. We'll learn firefighting all over again. Correct. All right, so this is the big topic. We've been, uh, we've been building this up for like two months now, <laughs> two I or three months. Since, since January. Since I went back January. and listened. Oh, and wow. We ordered the new equipment in January, and it just nice. arrived. Yeah. So, Thanks. Corona. Thanks to yeah, Ed's favorite thing. <laughs> Thanks to COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so, um, so to get started, why don't we, uh, for people that are in bigger departments or people that aren't necessarily uh, – really, really involved in the fire department, let's let's talk about what regionalization is and, and what it means to us. Anyone, well, take it away. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Well, I guess um, if I had a, a view of it, it's, you know, pooling resources together to, you know, come together as a com- for a common goal. Um, I don't think regionalization always necessarily pertains to the fire service in general. I think it pertains to a lot of, uh, a lot of different things. Um, but I think it, it has a place in uh, the fire service in this climate. Um, whether it ep- ends up happening or not down the road, who knows, but um, it's definitely a topic that I think we should all be ready to talk about. I would say that not using regionalization as the word, we're already doing it. Yeah. People just don't, Correct. they don't associate regionalization with what we're doing. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, in a, in a roundabout way, right? Mutual aid. Yeah. It's been, we've been doing mutual aid long Auto- I've been alive. Yep. Automatic aid, mutual Automatic aid. Automatic aid, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's probably more, re- you know, when you talk regionalization, you probably it's more refined. Um, yeah. Probably more of a financial yeah. uh, piece to it too. Right. I think it's more the, the structure of, of working together and uh, having that centralized and... Uh, Combined, having one central entity, I guess, that would control right. everything. Well, regionalization can be such a broad subject that it can literally incorporate anything. Mm. You talked about automatic aid, mutual aid. Uh, Dan and I started a regional training committee that has since kind of dwindled out due to COVID, but it can cover such a wide aspect of things. I think more of what we're talking about. It was more of taking our departments and our resources and our personnel and kind of taking our region and combining everything into a central type of um, organization. Am I correct? Well, I mean, we're doing it now. We've got right. the, the bulky waste, yep. right? Mm-hmm. That's joint. 
we've got an animal control officer that covers all three towns. Yep. You know, so it's not just elite or exclusive to the fire service. No, it's no. everything. Not close. Yeah. You're right. The many, many levels that you could employ, start this out at. I mean, just from training together, uh, which will lead to standardization of SOPs, ga gathering as we were talking before the session. You know, you like how someone else does this in their training, so you adopt that into yours, and hey, a better, better mousetrap gets built out of it. And then you get familiarity with the people, and slowly but surely you kind of build it in that way, and that leads to standardized, you know, standard operating procedures, standardized fleets, buying power, and then maybe a full-on, here you go. Is a fire commissioner, and you get three different fire districts within on that that right. commission, if you will. Um, you know, and a bigger bang for the buck, but to kind of tap onto what Dan said, uh, a better service for our citizens overall. Um, we we just all kind of worked together at a fire the other day um, in in my town, and it took many towns in order to put this fire out. Everybody showed up with three and four people in their trucks, and it took chiefs from all these different towns in order to, to run the command structure and do it safely. Um, this is the reality and where we're headed. So whether, whether anybody wanted to or not, they're going to end up working yeah. together, and yeah. so you know we ought to train at least together and start that process going. Um, all for it. And I, we've, like I said, been doing it for a while, and, and we back in the day, you didn't call mutual aid. You didn't have to. Well, that's it. You didn't have to. Right. Yeah. And like Back you said. 20 or 30 years ago, I, you had 20 or 30 guys showing up to every call. Correct. You know? Correct. So. And, and now like we're said, all showing getting, one on the track. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the state park fire a few years ago. Yeah. You remember that, right? We got one person a truck. We kept calling in towns. We probably had trucks backed up all down right. State Park Road, but it was just one person in the truck. Right. So right. I... I'm like I used to go back and forth on regionalization, but when you start thinking about it and seeing the state of the fire service and EMS right now, for in my opinion, it only makes sense because our current structure—you can agree or disagree—it's um, not sustainable. I mean, smaller towns are going to get to a point where they're going to have to close their doors. Absolutely, and and I think also. You know what I mean? You have to look up a you know demographics of of the makeup of towns, right? Right. You know I mean, so we're in a region now where there's three towns, major road that runs in between them, and they're pretty much identical, right? right. Call volume wise, identical. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, yeah. structure wise, pretty dang close to identical. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's a it's kind of like, you know, and it's unfortunately. What I worry about is it's going to, the only way people are going to actually seriously start talking about this, like Chief Tupper said, is when it becomes a safety issue. Right. When we can't get enough people and unfortunately somebody gets hurt or, God forbid, somebody dies, and then they, they come in, they examine it, and they said, well, you had two in, two out, but one person was in command, the other person was pumping a truck, and you had two in. And then you got mutual aid coming from 20 minutes away. And it's like, well, this is how we've always done it. <laughs> Isn't going to be a good, uh, good excuse. Yeah. So we kind of shotgunned the good, the bad, and the ugly all in one hit. Well, <laughs> that's hit it hard. Hit it hard. No, it, it was good. Um, Rip it off so, like <laughs> I mean, I like how we, how we started and, and said, you know, how how general regionalization could be. Uh, but obviously, for for the sake of what we're talking about, we're trying to narrow it down to the fire service. And uh, I really wanted to, if you were talking to somebody, um, you know, your your general homeowner in your town, because uh, these are the people that are are, are going to give you the votes and the ones that are are really going to talk. Um, so someone that may not necessarily have any fire service knowledge, I think that's kind of the person that that I would like to aim towards trying to explain this to mm -hmm. and what uh, positives you're going to get out of it. We already talked about how it's going to standardize your trainings. It's going to standardize some of your command structures, which will obviously make things uh, more organized and, and kind of easier to process. We touched on real quick uh, pooling resources. So, I mean... Just kind of, if we can dig into that a little bit more. So if you were trying to sell this to uh, just a, an average taxpayer, like what, what could you tell them they would gain from this? 
Ed, I, I think that the best way to do this to somebody that doesn't understand is to split it into three components. You have the manpower component, the equipment component, and then your region. I think if you try to do that to somebody that doesn't know what we do, all of that combined would be hard to explain to them. But if you broke it down in those three different sections and put it all together, it'd be much easier. And, and I think as a fourth, right? is the financial part, right? Absolutely. Well, that's kind of what I meant with well, purchase, yeah, equipment yeah. purchasing. Right. But. Yeah, yeah. With taxpayers, that's pretty much what it's going to come down right. to is money. I mean, you can show them Raymond has two engines, right? Casco yeah. has two engines. Naples has, I think, three now. That's, what is that? Over several million dollars in equipment. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, thought just you were trying to add it together. I'm like... No, <laughs> no. Several millions of dollars is four plus three yeah. is seven. So, well, I don't know how much an engine costs nowadays. I'm sure it's absurd. But six, seven hundred, anyway. But what yeah. I'm saying, well, I'm talking during COVID times. It's probably well over a million because right. you can't get any. Well, what we but, talked about in our last podcast, and one of the the biggest problems nationally is manpower. And you just said it a minute ago. You're getting these trucks coming in with one guy on each truck. Right. right. What we didn't talk about is what that guy can do on that truck. Right. Mm -hmm. Is, can he, is he an interior guy and he can dead man the truck and go in? Or is this just an old geezer that can pump the truck that's been around forever? Because that's what the departments are falling into now. We like old geezers, just <laughs> right. for the record. I, say I just want to go on the record and yeah. say this. Any complaints, right. please contact <laughs> Chief Cole. No, no. No, but I'm done. I say, about I say old geezer, but I love making circles in a tank truck all day long. So. <laughs> but, but what I'm getting at is, is you guys are killing we've got to standardize the manpower and get more manpower. Right. Which would be the first. But he's talking about how selling it to a taxpayer. He's a simple way to sell it to a taxpayer is saving money. Reducing, like not reducing, but um, regionalizing and kind of combining our resources so that each town, like every whatever, it's 10 years, we're buying an engine. Yeah. We're buying an engine. Why would we do, do why would we be replacing eight to 10 engines when we could? have one district and have four engines equally sep uh, spread out to do the same I, service. I agree with you. What I'm saying is I think it's maintenance wise and purchase wise. It's three different things. We got to right. talk about manpower first. You want to talk about, then you talk about equipment. <laughs> like I, I think you start to talk about trucks and this and that you're going to get a citizen going, Whoa, we're Confused. talking money right off the bat. So, All right. so let's, let's back it way up. We get a call and what's, what do we do every time we leave? What are we planning on? An incident command structure, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. That's every time we go. Yep. Before we get to the scene, we're pre-planning in our head what's gonna happen. And we have to fill those roles, right? All, all of those incident command roles of incident command, of operations, of interior, or divisions, or Water if, we, if we break those down, and show how many people it takes to actually fight a fire before you even put anybody inside, mm -hmm. right. that will open their eyes. Yeah. yeah, we can talk about two in, two out all day long, right. and we push the line. I mean, there's no other way to say it, you push the line. Mm -hmm. um, but does two in, two out to Joe the taxpayer mean anything? It doesn't. But if you tell him, I have to have two people outside for the two guys inside looking for your kid. That I think that's sense. the biggest way to do it. If you right? show them, it's, it's kind of what John said. You, you have to show them how uh, bad it could be. Yeah. You have to show them what, what you're capable of fixing by having more people around. Well, it's not more people. We got to be careful, right? Because yeah. we, in our past podcast, we talked about how we have limited people. Right. It's regionalization. We're not going to increase our numbers because we just don't have that talent pool. But what we're going to do is, on that initial response, we're going to be able to respond with an appropriate amount of people for that initial attack. Exactly. But those amount, sorry, those people need to be trained to a certain standard across the board. Right. So that everybody's the same. Oh yeah, Correct. that is what I was trying to interject yes. earlier. Yeah. Oh. Is standardizing the training. Yeah, and standard. Yeah, exactly. And and this probably it's it, the minutiae on this is huge, but uh, out the gate, I guess I throw out there that I don't see it as an initial cost savings. Um, you're right that 
eventually we could see cost savings right. by, by standardizing fleets. And, but you're still going to have that outlay of expenses and reallocation of where you're going to place equipment for better response routes and things like that. Originally, we had a 2011 study between three towns that was done, and it actually closed the station and got rid of a few tankers, whether you know, we all disagree with that or not. I did because you don't get rid of tankers in a rural water setting, but right. Right, that's how it was. So beyond the, the, the message that they sent, I think it could be done. But you also, I think we all have to get on board with that. It, it may cost us more up front because you're going to buy more equipment initially. You're probably going to hire more people. You're going to have to do that training component and get them all up to that same standard. And we then you get to start looking at codes things like that. So if you get one town that does code enforcement for fire service, has a fire inspector, and another town that might not have any code and doesn't do it and you know, to whatever level, you got to standardize those. So which way do you go with that if you're one fire district? Um, so we've got to look at the cost of that, changing those things. So there will be some upfront costs involved. A lot right. of minutiae around any, it. Anytime but. anyone ha has asked me about regionalization, mm. I've, I've cleared their notion that we're gonna save money. Correct. I've told them point blank, even if we regionalize, we're not saving any dollars. No. That money is committed. Right. It's yeah. it goes beyond the dollars. Right. To I think in the long term though, because I think yeah. that we in the long term we can save money. Because I think that as each department we we literally staff our fire station as like a fire station, a single entity that can respond to whatever event. If mm -hmm. we're a larger entity, we won't need as many fire apparatus, different resources. I mean, we'll still need them, but we won't need as much. As you I can, guess you can look at it kind of like if, if there think, was a regionalization of, uh, we'll, take, we'll take an apparatus, we'll take an engine for now. Yeah. Um, and there are three towns that are discussing this or work mutual aid, automatic aid. If the three of you go out to bid on the same truck, yeah, that's where you're going to save money. Correct. Right. That kind of stuff. But I'm talking about as like a larger entity, Brands. as like a, a larger regional regionalized force covering three towns. Do we need ten engines? I agree with Brian. <clears throat> you're not going to no. save money, no. but you're going to use it more efficiently. Right. That's well, that's what I'm saying. Think you'll spend like the same I said, amount, but you'll right. have exactly. a better product. Like, we don't need 10 engines. Um, we need a lot of tankers, that's for Lots sure. We um, use 10 tankers. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we don't need 10 engines, correct? And uh, if you standardize, you hit on another great point. You standardize that fleet. And now maintenance can stock one light bulb for the headlight. Right. There's another right. savings there. Right. You know, things become standard. They also become easier for us all to operate. Right. Because that truck's the same. Every every one of the engines, every one of the tankers is built the same. So then you hire an apparatus mechanic for all three. Correct. Right. So now we're cost sharing that mechanic instead right. of paying fifty thousand dollars a year. Right. It's, we're paying our share of twenty. It's going to cost money you know? up front. But right. I'm saying further down the line. Absolutely. Once we realize yes. that three towns don't need ten engines, and we can standardize our engines, and we can have your mechanic. How many engines does that other town have? We have two. Raymond has two. They had four. I think there's three, if you count the clan. Three, three or four. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that kind of jumped into the next part I wanted to get to was was the challenges and upfront. You know, we talked about how uh, you, you can't just change and and say uh, our fire departments are now combined. You know, you hit on, okay, that's going to change codes for the, the town now. It's going to change your building inspections. Um, so, obviously, it's not as simple as just Oh, no, it's not simple at all. <laughs> no. Okay. But well, the thing so, we, no one can see it, but no. everyone in the room just shook their head. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but we're talking about it. I mean, we should have had an open conversation when the um, um, study came out, but a lot of people were just like, well, what did we say before? What are the two things firefighters hate? Change, change in the way change. they are. Right. So they're just like, oh, no, no, no. But yeah. now we're to the point where Casco's hopefully going full time because we can't get people. Yeah. And, and then other and departments went, are looking for that around, too. If you were around for that study, you would have had, there was a very clear line on yep. who was in on this and who was out. 
Well, there's still very clear line. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so that's, that was an expensive study too. That was like, yes. I want to say it's about $75,000. Yeah, close you know, to back that. back in 2010. <laughs> I, I printed it today um, and revisited it. I look at it all the time. It's great. There's a bunch of great information there. Is. There is. Um, but it was very clear from that very first meeting who was in and who was out. Yeah. And so it, it's a setup to fail already. All right. So it, I, I think it's, it's timing too, right? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, right. like when you got three towns, like we got, you know, in this, in this area, I think. And they don't always play well. You know, at, the, at that time, they weren't always, they weren't all the same. Right. Right, they, right, they were really going in three different directions. And they I, still are. Well, you know, I don't think that. I think that maybe the finer details are, but I think operationally, when you go to a fire, um, it's the same. It's the same, not enough people showing up. It's the yeah. same. Well, the same issues, yeah. You know, Similar, the same issues, right. yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. still, you're still yeah. seeing yeah. That, that same issue that is, is, you know, the training piece is tough, getting people to come train. You know, I think yeah. one of the things that regionalization will help with manpower is, you know, I've listened to other towns in this area talk about hiring full-time for fire suppression. I've heard this town talk about hiring full-time for ambulance and fire suppression. I've heard Chief Tupper talk about hiring for fire suppression, right? Yeah. Right. Well, who are you all going to hire? It's going to turn into a, whoever gets the hiring done first is going to get the, is going to get the cream of the crop. Well, not well even as per diems, we're sharing employees. We, we've right. said we've said that and identified that already. Look, right. guys, it's the same Correct. two dozen people that we keep sharing. And right. eventually, someone's going to lose out. Right. So, in, is there a way to one recruit together? You know what I mean. There's a regionalization mm -hmm. piece. Talking about that, that we have the same talent pool, right? Right. So, like, you, you've already got. <laughs> we kind of did it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You've yeah. got three different administrations. That, that so. kind of goes right. back right. to the very beginning right. when I said we're kind of already doing it. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's, you know, it's we're just like not calling it absolutely backwards. But, but, our, but our futures <laughs> yeah. of growing, right, as individual departments are going like parallel, mm -hmm. right? So, or why? downhill, either way, yeah, however you want to look at it, right? Parallel to downhill, Par right? parallel to yeah. downhill, right? So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? If, 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 why not join forces at that yeah. point, right? You know what I mean? Somebody I mean, doesn't want to give up their power, yeah. that's what it is. Somebody doesn't want to give up the control to let one person run it. Because they've been doing it for years this way, yep. and they don't want to change it I, I because agree. they're at the top of the, the line, and so they don't want to play well with others. They, don't, they want to take their toys out of their sandbox and go play alone in theirs. So here's a New England thing, right? Local yeah. control. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. So that's been the, the, the part that has probably shut the doors on most regionalization. Almost ever, yeah. Yep. Not most, local control. all of it. Yeah. And that goes from, you know, from management right down to the average citizen, right? Mm -hmm. Those Absolutely. town lines mean something, especially back in the right. day. Right. To the new generation, not so much. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? So, those are the things that are challenges. And that's right? not just the main thing. Like you said, that's New that's England. A, I mean, look, England, look at a lot of departments yeah. in Mass. They run four or eight guys full time, yeah, right. and they run a truck. Right. But they also have, if they call for mutual aid or automatic mm -hmm. aid, they've got a whole ton of towns coming. Right. You know, a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, but I think we also, we also identified some challenges. So, is it crazy to think that some people just don't want to do that legwork and they want to just go, man, we've already got this set up. Like, just, let's just run what we have because we've got other things to worry about instead of creating a new issue, even though we think it's going to settle things out eventually. Yeah. Um, the, the first, because you've got to kind of jump in with both feet. You can't kind of like... Not necessarily. Because like Dan and I tried to do a joint training committee to get no, everybody on. No, we did a you, joint training committee. I was going to well, say, you did, did try. We you did. guys did. It kind of dwindled out. I'm trying yeah. to get it back going. But right. the whole purpose of that was to get us training together, right, get us trained in the same techniques. So when we go to that situation, that high-risk you know, situation, we're all on the same page operating. Right. And that was a struggle. And then we found we ran into the same thing is – certain people wanted control over it and once it started going well what did they do then right yeah they yeah. they interjected and tried to gain control over it and we're like we're finally like whoa no we got equal representation from each department and this mm -hmm. is how we're going to do it and then 
eventually. And it ran smooth for a few months. It did. It really did. It worked really uh, well. And about I think, a year it worked yeah, well. And, I, and yeah. people gave it a good shot, and I thought we had a good program, and then we yep. opened it up to a lot more people trying to get more buy-in, and right. I think we grew too big, too quick. And, and I people, think so. People are afraid of that word buy-in, too. I try and stay away from that. Yeah. Man, I don't. I know. Yeah, it's. So we can start. Yep. The point I was making is we can start off small. Well, simply as just training together. That is kind of interject. I don't mean to interrupt, yep. but that is exactly how all the successful organizations have done it. They started yep. training together, and that led to, hey, you know, we could all buy turnout gear together and buy the same brand and get a discount or the same right. hose. Or and then that led to, hey, you know, I like the way you guys do this. Let's adopt that SOP, and hey, let's look at them all and pick the best. Things like that, and then all of a sudden, you're exactly the same. Right. You don't even know it. Right. And it only took a few years if you really put your best foot yeah. forward. And that goes back to the safety issue. Correct. Like if I respond to your department or you respond yeah. to us, I know exactly how he's going to search a building. Absolutely. I know how he's going to advance that hose. Right. I know if I pull that hose, it's going to be this load with this, and I know that that pump operator is going to do this. Right, you want to mess. You want to mess something up. I know. Talk about really say, I was going to say that's, that's why. I, that's why I added that. He just blew everyone's mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm For, saying operationally, it it's literally we get there and we can. Yeah, work together. It gets done. Yeah, it gets but I think done. that's and we know what we we know what the left hand is. The right hand knows what the left hand is doing. Yep. But and I think that's, that's kind of what I was trying to get at, though, is that when you when you don't solidify it, if you if you kind of edge into things. It's just as easy for someone to all of a sudden, someone somewhere in administration changes and they just back out. Because I, I've seen that happen too, where you have a, not necessarily combined departments, but departments really starting to work together and they're starting to combine their trainings and uh, some automatic mutual aid stuff. And, uh, you know, their administrations are just starting to talk to each other and work together. And then all of a sudden, something somewhere changes and then nobody hears from them again and it's just completely pulled out somebody right. pulled the plug right. on it right and oh. that's because nothing's been locked in that requires that and now you've got one department that's right but they're missing half of their resources you're, you're you're also talking about what what have we hit on on past podcasts is open communication right. i think this is joint training committees sitting you know several departments sitting down at the table talking is a huge step forward. I mean, if you guys don't communicate and you're trying to do this and then one department is able to back out without talking, mm -hmm. you something got broken down the line. Okay. I mean, I, if, if that happened with our joint training committee, I know where that person is and I'm gonna drive over and talk to them. I mean, it's talk. that simple. Yeah, talk. Nice. <laughs> I, like that. Yeah, I was gonna say, that, I mean, that only goes so far though. I mean, but, Well, I mean, really when it comes down to it, it's a management. Right? right? It's our responsibility. It's Chief Tupper's responsibility. It's my responsibility. And the responsibility of the management and the officers of that agency to, I don't want to use that word, get the buy-in. Mm -hmm. Toe the line. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, let's be that agency. Let's yeah. be those agencies that take the lead on it. I, I completely agree. It's, and that is a huge... Huge undertaking. Yeah. And I think the start is right here. Chief yeah. Tupper, Chief Cole, Chief Morrison, yeah. sitting down in the same room just having this conversation. Yeah. You're the leadership. I think this is awesome. Kudos to you guys for kicking this off. Actually, we can still blame Ed for all this. Yep. Yeah, well, we always blame Ed. But, <laughs> but no, it's great. I mean, it, it really yeah. is. That's, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, it, power struggles. It, if you've got power struggles and you've got a lot more going on than – than you need right. around the firehouse, right? And if, right, need, right. if we're actually going to give credit, things. I think it was Dan Hillier who brought up regionalization because I call Dan quite often, vent to him about whatever I'm going through. He's my therapist. He probably hates me. But I'm like, hey, you want to come on a podcast and talk about something? And he's like, regionalization. I was like, perfect. perfect. I tried to get him for three months, but the equipment never arrived. And then he's like, you know, He's like, I can contact Chief Tuffer. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Ironically, Dan and I used to have this very disagreement in our station yeah. when he was a student there. And I was for, and he was very much against. But now it's kind of interesting how this has flipped around. <laughs> right. No, it's but a it's, story. It's yeah. funny how the necessity kind of gets driven home. 
but you're right. So don't maybe don't call it buy-in, but you're you're towing the rope rather than pushing the rope. And yeah. just look at the other day at the fire. I mean, it was in Raymond. You talk about a lack of a power struggle. I did water supply. Right. And you know, you I got, I got to put an air pack on. You I mean, did, you know, it's a big deal. Did anybody get pictures? Yeah, <laughs> actually, I think there were. Nice. I, need I think there is a picture somewhere. I need that. <laughs> yes. You know, in, in the fire that you guys just had, and, and yeah. the different roles that we play. You right. don't, well, so I mean, we all fill the pieces, and that, that's important. Yeah, that fire you had, we had what eight? I think we figured out it was eight agencies there. Yes. Um, the one that we had up in the village was was a total of nine agencies. Yeah. Um, so, and that that literally was encompassed Oxford County, Cumberland County, all the way to the metro side of the Cumberland County. Yeah. You know, like North Yarmouth, Yarmouth, right. Freeport, and that's how fast these fires grow, and how much help we need as soon as we can get it. Exactly. So what fires burn at what rate nowadays, and then we have less fire. Right. That's not a good combination. It's not. And and look at the fires that we're having. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's clearly evident that that the tools don't match the fight. You know. So here's a question, I guess, to the chiefs. Um, you know, with these fires, what's what's the piece that's missing? I understand manpower, mm. but um, and we're we're kind of stuck in the man power vortex i guess you could say yeah. for a while yeah. because that's yeah. that's that's just that's the country right now right in the fire service it is but what what else would well, make a difference you know in those two fires would you think would made would have made a better difference other than necessarily things that we more can control power? right you right. know like i mean weather has just hampered everything it always right. that's always sure. a big factor but you know water right we we never have enough water um in time i always say that time is our biggest it is biggest exactly. enemy so it's it's so for me you know what i mean i think you hit you hit exactly where i want to go with this um time on scene right you know what i mean the time from the station to the tone to the scene yeah. um you know i think in your situation you guys run a medical call on the cape road after you getting further away yeah. from notchapon road right and raymond is yeah, the cape road right and that's their manpower you know what i mean and so this is where regionalization, I think, plays a huge role about getting people there quicker. You may, and some people are going to say, well, if I have an engine sitting in Casco and it's covering three towns during the day, how is it going to get there quicker? Oh, trust me, it'll get there quicker. Not necessarily quicker, but you get more resources quicker. Is, is what I'm thinking as far get, as resources. Would, right. I think you would. You get it, more people quicker. So you're quicker. not waiting for the second alarm or the third alarm. You could or say calling mutual aid. I, right. You're getting them right off the bat. I think getting a, a if it's responsibly staffed, staffed engine. Yes. Yes. Yep. There quicker is the key yep. to the, the changing. I system. think the word that you want to use is efficiency. Efficiency. Right. Yeah. And I think when yeah. you look at call versus staffed, and you can take 10 minutes right out of the response time because right. I don't have to get dressed from my house, run down to the station, get on the truck, and then go to the scene. I'm already at the station ready. Right. right. I just jump on and go. So that there's a big savings there. And I guess I'd add to Chief Cole's piece, I 100% agree that, you know, time and, and staffing, et cetera, and getting everybody there in the water. But I think it's also very proactive fire prevention and that, you know, the service is really, with everything we're putting in these houses and how we're building them now, has to seriously look at sprinkling everything. Yep. I know that's a hot topic in the state right now, and I'm, I get beat up on it quite frequently because it's an additional cost to people who want to build. But if we want to control costs out in the future, there's the big one. I mean, yep. you want to—you don't want to have to hire 20 firefighters. Every house is sprinkled. You probably don't have to. Right. And I make a lot of enemies when, I was gonna say, when those plans come. Those. <laughs> when those plans come yeah. across my desk for a 10 or 15, I'm 20 outlet, my tongue. I'm being good. <laughs> uh, 20 home. Uh, yes. Subdivision. And I say, okay. Yeah. yeah. Subdivision. And I go, all right. Here's the deal. You want to do this? Mandatory. Sprinkle. Yep. Sprinkle. Or a yeah. large commercial-like uh, building. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, just, they just want to save cost on? They just want to save cost um, right next door. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, um, but yeah, I mean. You didn't say direction. I'm fine. sorry. But if you, what, what would you say, uh, in, in this isn't, well, no one's going to hold you to the fire, but what would you say, eight grand? So it it is. It does depend. I mean, it depends a, if they have to put system? a diesel pump and tanks and everything in. No. Uh, it's a lot of money then. It's a lot. 
if you're on a water for a main home sprinkler system with an expansion tank in the basement that's a little bit different yes. than a commercial but so you're talking in our area you don't have municipal water so you need to add a tank and pump yep you're looking at 10 grand for a tank and pump okay let alone the sprinkler system i mean so a sprinkler head i'm saying for you know for i mean if you break for it down, an so average residential building like a, a single family home i bet you 40 to 50 grand and then if you're looking at a commercial building or three four family uh 60 70 i would challenge you on that i would get the we're not seeing that in our residential homes really? i don't have i would challenge exact, you a lot but we don't we're not seeing that kind of cost in some of the bigger homes that are built in subdivisions. Even at oh. ten or even yeah. at ten or fifteen thousand dollars, the houses that are selling and the prices that they're putting on these houses. Oh don't yeah, match. I, that I, too. I, right. I am one hundred percent on. You get a three bedroom, to the a three bedroom bath and a half house, and they're selling it for three hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars on a half acre of land. Right. You can't tell me that another ten grand is going to break that deal. No. <laughs> you and know, so the, like, there's so many different variables too. Because if you have adequate water supply and you don't need a tank and pump, and you can just put a variable yeah. pump in, then totally you different. just took ten grand off the table. Yep, right. And then, then you're just looking at, you know, the the installation costs and material costs. Uh, I don't know. That could have been refurb prices which would be higher because obviously you have to go through walls and whatnot but and, right. yeah retrofit I, I, would the, naturally yeah be that higher, would but, yeah and then i gotta look at the other side of it and look at some of the houses that are being built in our areas and we all have the lakefront mcmansions being built with limited access roads and i know it's kind of maybe off but i'm going to bring it back to it um you know you build a house of 4800 plus square feet and you physically cannot supply enough people or water in the first three hours to put that right. fire out so that's going to go to the ground there's no way around it uh, you could put a hydrant in their yard and you can't come up with the fire flows on the fire flow formulas from the insurance companies to, no. to do the job so and those uh, those houses are at the lake they are and and <laughs> you can't get houses. to it it doesn't mean anything yeah, but yeah, because we, we don't have them. access right. Right. and we permit them as a town and charge them taxes to pr protect them and yet here we are right, right. which is yeah. al almost their argument sometimes is, is that if if a it catches fire and sprinkler system puts it out then now we have to repair it instead of you do <laughs> again i don't yeah. want i don't want to fight this because i'm 100 percent for it but right. i just think that that's no, a way of looking at cost control in the future and to kind of help us in our, our endeavors we know we're never going to get i'm not going to have 25 people on shift it's no. not going to happen we can't sustain that in the tax tolerance of our town uh, not many can so when we look at it that way if we all had five six whatever on a shift and can work with each other. I mean, yeah. there's a huge start, especially if we've sprinkled and protected those buildings. And that will take time, too. You put three or four on in, in each town, Yeah. then what, yeah. Nine, nine to 12 people? Nine to 12, sure. Right you, off put, you put three tra decently trained firefighters on a pumper tanker. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get them in with 2,000 gallons of water and do a lot. But quick. So to be devil's advocate, if they can get, if they can get down the road, if they can get down the road, right? Yeah, because is, yeah. that's been that's been the latest battle for me is access in the wintertime. Right. Yep. There are entire roads and properties that go unprotected because Correct. they don't maintain the road, and I can't get a truck down there. Right. Yep. And I don't want them to think that I can get. I'm giving them a service because can't. I can't provide it. Right. You right. know. Right. That's a that's. But that's I don't think there's. A, I don't think there's a many trucks that aren't good for that. That makes sense. They could no. do the job right. You know what I mean. Yeah. When, you, when you choose to live down the road, that is right. At a certain lane, point, that's the property it, owner's. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. and that property that is, owner is is gonna be fine because they're building a four hundred thousand dollar house, and if they have to, you know, I mean, we can go into that all day long, but. Um, <laughs> well, it comes back to road what standard. I, road what standards I mentioned are a whole before, other yeah, that yeah. at a certain point, a taxpayer, a homeowner, whatever, has to recognize what they've purchased, be that a service from the fire department or a home. If you bought a house that's five miles down a dirt road that's half a vehicle wide that you have to take a snowmobile to in the winter... You have to recognize you're not right. going to get a fire truck there. But that's the problem. If the Hancock lumber truck can get down there, a fire truck can get down there. And that's what these people think. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I think at a certain point, it's recognizing, it's 
the people having to recognize what they've bought it is that word again bought into <laughs> oh, no, man. It's, it's rearing its ugly head but and i think we touched on it last time is that we have a whole new population right. of metro seeking rural mm -hmm. you know and from what they've experienced in well, the metro areas not in not in the state of maine metro mm -hmm. areas um to what they're coming up to right Right. That's a whole different, and that's a whole other public education piece. That it is. Right. They need to be aware of what's available in this area right now. Right. Right. And maybe, again, pushing them towards what you're used to is what we're trying to accomplish right now. And they may not know that. They may not understand that. The trash truck isn't going to come on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Well, it right. might. I mean, <laughs> unless you're paying for it. Exactly. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, yeah. just something that simple. Right. I think it's true. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's true. We beat that one down enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sprinkle I, I your house. <laughs> Public service announcement. Uh, sprinkle your house. Yeah. Sprinkle your house. Support your local fire department. So here's another one. How about recruitment? How is it, how does regionalization help recruitment? How can how is that how does that benefit? I think it offers. I think a larger department would offer more benefits, more training, more experience, it's more, more yeah. To walk it, into a big building that looks nice, that has been maintained by three different towns, and as you a can show up to a staff and like it just looks more professional than to show up and see two people that are are, are at work trying to right. to run everything. A in bigger their own entity town. can offer more to its members, Absolutely. whereas we're just like three smaller departments, some of them struggling. We can't offer a lot. How about, how about call volume? You know what I mean? Right, um, experience. I, coming from where I am, I've never been an officer. I've been a, I've been a hose dragger, you know what I mean? EMT, whatever. That's what and, Right, and uh, I'm proud of it. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> but I like to go on calls. So right. I mean, uh, you know, no I've disrespect to the public. I've said this before, I like too. my job. Yep. Guys don't bitch and complain. Yes, right in the middle of it. <laughs> About when they're running on calls. Right. So they're, that's gone. That doesn't happen. So how many on average with your stats in Casco, how many, how many fire calls do you do a day? Oh, a day? Yeah, on average. Average the month out and say, what would it be on average? Same with you, same with you Chief Tupper. What, what's an average? 0.75. Average so, the year or the growth? We're just under, we're just under three, 300. Three. A year. Yeah, oh, oh, so just fires. So just fires. So you're yeah. averaging yeah. close to firefighters a call don't complain. Right? EMS does. Yeah. <laughs> right. Close close to a call a day. That's right. right. I can't okay. argue with that. <laughs> so you get close yeah. to a call a day. So so you combine two towns. That's two calls a day. You combine three towns. That's three calls a day. Right. I, I, I know it's not going to be like right. that every day. Right. You know what I mean. We all know the reality of it. Some days we'll go anywhere. Right. And so if if, if right. you if you if you're staffing a you're doing the regionalization thing. You're staffing a piece of apparatus and you want to. And you want to, uh, you know, bring in people to that, you know, into this thing. You got me all off track. Uh, <laughs> he needs um, to talk with his hands. I, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, call volume is big, right? So if I, you know, from my experience, I like to go on a truck that's going to do something. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I don't want to sit for three days. Like, and not I get what you're saying. I think you know, it's more of it's more appealing. Uh, keeping them busy. Like, sure. we can offer more stuff, more training, more experience. Right. That's yeah. a piece, John. I'd like to kind of expand yeah. on that. Yeah. But if you, you look at a regional recruitment, uh, look at the training assets and resources you've got, especially if you can pull in the resources of three or four towns that we've done in the past and run a basic or a fire one or two program right. together. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you more bang for the buck right there, mm -hmm. and you're training everybody, again, to one standard. Correct. At one time, and they all know each other, so they all know how to work together. Even right. if you well, work the same department. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Now we're back. We loop right back around to training, yeah. and we've said now they're all training together, and everybody, you know, all those different companies that we've assigned are are intermingled. Yeah. So when we show up to another town, they go, "Hey, hey, Steve, what's going on, man?" And right. it's there. I I've always said in this climate in this day and age where fires are down. I mean, we spend uh, a lot of EMS calls. Not anymore, but yeah. Well, you know, but no, but on of, average. We're kind of that number this year. Right. But, but yeah. you know what I mean? On average, you know what I mean? We're not as busy on the fire side as right. we've been right. in the past, right? You know what I mean? Even when I was 11. Well, I think that's you know I mean? important. We were, busy. we were talking about uh, our staffing in different apparatus and things like that. 
Right now, I mean, Casco focuses on having a uh, an ambu- well, two ambulances staffed. Granted, obviously, two different staff departments, uh, but the main focus is to have the ambulance staffed. So when we get a mutual aid call, we now have to kind of jumble and figure out, well, who's going to stay in town with, a, with an ambulance, who's going to take a fire truck, and who's going to do what? Whereas if you have a combined central source, you know, we still might not do, hey, you are assigned to this truck, and this is the only truck you're going to go to, but you're more likely to have uh, an understanding of, of what's going to happen when a call goes out, and you're going to have all those apparatus staffed appropriately first shot no question and from a management perspective that's great if I I know that Ed Eric and and Jimmy are on engine six today well then perfect they're on engine six I know I got three I know I got three guys on the engine right Right. or I know I've got an engine staffed a quint staffed and an ambulance or I mean but from a management and accountability point that would be amazing Right, right, right. Absolutely. So, but in this in this day and age with call volume down, like I kind of look at the EMS side of this is a humongous part of the fire service. It is, and it's a humongous part of each individual town that we're talking about, right? Right. It's huge, right? It's almost to the point where you guys need your own full time staffing for EMS. It's it's almost like it's a given. It's it, it's mm-hmm. not even it's it's not even a debate in my mind for regionalization that you don't need two guys, two people, qualified people on an ambulance twenty four hours, seven days a week. Right. You need three of them. To cover the, to, to cover the three towns, right? right? But firewise, and the people that still come in as call company, you know what I mean, that are backing, you know, and you don't want to use that terminology, but you got you got call company coming in and stuff like that. Now, the biggest focus and what studies have come out with as the as it used to be, we get enough call fires to keep people interested, right? Now it's the training, right? Mm-hmm. The training is what you got. You have to have a really good organized training program to keep people interested, right? And that keeps people around. And that serves a lot of different purposes. And that is something that is not normal. Right. Not normal for us. It's something, it's something that's it, it's the future of the fire service because even though we may get four or five structure fires in each town and maybe or even just one structure fire a year in each town or whoever it's going to be, it's just as important at that one time as it is if you're going to 25 right. in all 25 times, right? right? It's right. important right. to do the same thing. So how do you fill that void? With training, right? right. right? That kind of overflows into staffing, in my mind. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it, it, it retains people. keeps people interested. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, other than me, he's trying to burn four at once, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're total four. Overachiever. But, right. <laughs> exactly. You know, we've often, I know pretty much everybody in this room has talked about it in the past, and we said, you know, what, if we could do a grant procedure or a process, whatever, and staff an engine and put it at Brown Avenue. I mean, there's your quarter on the... 302 quarter, if you will, right. can summertime. easily hit all the towns. Summertime population's huge on that side of town. Right. Um, I know for us, I don't know how it is in this town, but for us, 70% of my call volume is one mile north and south of that 302 quarter. That's where 70% of my call volume is. Um, so, you know, these things all start to gel and make sense, yeah. and you look at it and you go, geez, you know, if we, should, we could start off sharing something like that. Uh, doing the training piece and all that, and I don't think I don't think this is insurmountable at all. I think no. this is very that part's very very doable, and it kind of keeps you away from all the complicated. Yeah, we got to look at codes. We got to look at road names because we got forty some odd road names that are duplicate yeah, in three towns. Disaster. That's, which that's absolutely would have never even thought of. You know, yeah. we all have a, a lilac lane. I think I know we just yeah. built one. You guys have one. Road. There's all another road. Road. Yeah, yeah, there's a river. There's a Sebago mm-hmm. view or whatever. It's so, just there. So. I got a question. We've been talking about the departments in this area. Mm-hmm. What if you go north of here and their medical services private agencies? And they're just fire. What's that going to do to regionalization? It's a mess. Well, is it a mess? It's only it's only fire suppression. You got to worry so, about that. Right. I know. So uh, it's. Mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got Tell us how you really feel, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> I got a camp about two and a half hours north of here. I won't mention the towns, but that town and several of the other towns surrounding it are all one department. Yeah. Their so, one chief lives in one town. The fire stations in another, and they respond from almost to the Canadian border, all the way down to almost Skowhegan. Yeah. I think even taking EMS out of the equation, you're just talking fire departments. Mm -hmm. What you run into, the more rural you go, 
is what we were talking about earlier for your uh, they like their town. Uh, yes. What's, yes. what's the word uh, I yeah. want to look for? Yeah. Here? Their local control. Local control. control. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they don't like to give that up, and even just as simple as mutual aid in those areas. I mean, some of these towns would just assume you park on your town line and we will call you if we absolutely need you, but don't you dare get on our fire scene. Didn't that happen in your area the other day? Uh, it, recently? I don't Yeah. I don't but I, that's, I find that interesting. I, you know, I get, yeah. the, uh, I get the, do you get the IAFC uh, daily yeah. update? Yep. So, we do. I mean, it's like usually just a couple blurbs about something that's happened in the state with yep. fire or, or whatever. And I read more short articles about three and four towns mm-hmm. that all in in one chief will be the spokesperson, and yes. and they're all just doing that, yeah. you know. And and oh, oh, so but to go on your point, like you know, Maryland is a really good example. I mean, it's a different ball game down there, right? It's a different culture, right? But. You know, they, they their population boomed, right? Yeah. And, and they jumped on this county thing when their population boomed. Why? Because the towns couldn't handle the growth. They couldn't keep up. They yeah. couldn't keep up with it. And so even though each town kind of keeps a lot of their same local, I wouldn't say local control, but their traditions, especially in the fire. Territorial was the word I was still, looking and for. And they're very territorial. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. but, but operationally, they're almost the same. I mean, right. Yeah. There's, a, it there's definitely some things I wouldn't want that to bring here because it's a, it's a personal yeah. nightmare for when, these two. <laughs> when you look at SOPs and SOGs but, in my area, literally they've they've copied and pasted and they've changed the name at the top. Yes. Right. So it I, should be easy to combine those things. The unfortunate part is it's as simple as somebody going, no, this is my town. And it's it's yeah. right down to the people that are in the town, not not the not the government, not the local government, not the fire departments, not the the management. It's the people in the town that go, no. Why are we gonna? Why are we going to expect them to take care of us? We can take care of us. Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay. Well, you want to pay for a fire department because it's not not paid for. You know, which loops right back to right. what I was talking about last week and earlier. If you don't want to pay for it, then it's not going to happen. Whose phone is that? Is that I think it's Ed. That's Ed. <laughs> so we're we're approaching the 45 minute hour mark yeah um, wow. so what's our first step this is it we're, we're starting this that dialogue it. again in yeah. my book and i think that we really need to put a training plan together because i i i may be wrong but i really do believe that it's the training component that's yeah. the driver of the whole yeah. no thing. i agree like i but this is a good first step. I agree with that. So I guess what's the second step? Yeah, where, I agree where is it is, fallen short in the past? It's like we should sit down, review yeah. our SOPs, because we were meaning to do that anyway. So now's mm-hmm. a good time. And then start working on training aspects. Like even if we're working on operational stuff like SOPs, we can at least decide which way we want to go, and we can start training together that way. Can, can, I, be, can I be frank? I, if I can be Jim, <laughs> I, I, th- I think. But you're not Frank. I think the two or three chiefs of whatever departments want to do this need to be the only people sitting down. No deputies, no nothing, and that's the first step. Because I think when you get a lot of other people involved, too many a hands lot in the- of personalities come out, and yeah. and it's really easy to persuade one another to be able to do it. I'm not saying they don't come into the play later right. on in the process, but right. that first concrete step, True. this is kind of one. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and maybe it's just. I don't, I'm not no, a manager, so I, I, I don't understand I think, I think we should start off small. I yeah, mean, just yeah, operationally. Yeah. We have similar SOPs now. <laughs> we just mirror them. Right. We have two in, two out. Yeah. We you use Lunar for your Mayday? Yes. So we well, have, so we probably copied Cumberland County. With no, Cumberland actually, County's yeah. so plan, yeah. Cumberland County took my, my yeah. policy and made yeah. that the county oh, line here policy. we go with the my, so, my, my. <laughs> no, but my point is is that we're we're getting close to there so why right. not do that yeah why so, not and then we can start sitting we can get our uh, educators together and take those sops and build trainings off of them yeah true. we create books and that way every time we hold that specific training everybody is trained to the next level it's mm-hmm. a simple it's, uh, to me it's a simple step so I heard John volunteer to organize all the, <laughs> I did all all the I did. administrative yeah. duties. Exactly. Okay. I'll do it when you want to meet right now on air. 
Let's hear a commitment. This is going on Facebook. Nope, let's, let's schedule something. It's going to be Facebook official. I think we've got to schedule something. You hit on that second phase, too, and the second phase is that we really do. Maybe it's the third or fourth down, but somewhere in there we've got to have a plan when something changes in a department, such as a leadership position or whatever, so that we can look at, rather than my towns I talk to all the time to the east of us and they talk about it we had perfect opportunity in three towns that I'm very familiar with and one of the middle chiefs left yeah and they said this is the perfect time and no they went out and hired their own chief and they weren't going to hear it so I think sometimes that enters into things and, and that yeah. kind of sends that message do they really want to do this you want continuity right. and consistency exactly yeah so we're going to look at that too and and um, I, I think that you've got to end up with, again, that word, the, the buy-in. What, what word can we replace it with? We've got to come up with a good, good adjective. I, but I, it I has to start somewhere, and it, it started here. Think, well, I and think I think we can continue from here. You know where I Inclusivity. Think you know where I really think a good place to start is incident command. Yep. I think that well, because that puts the leaders of these organizations together with their heads in the same room talking about what they know the best which is going to each other's town no matter what right. and just, making that work. We literally just, just had this conversation. Yep. <laughs> All right, there, Brian, where do you think we should start? Uh, right there. Right there. You know, um, we, we've got, there's. I got it recorded, from, you heard that. <laughs> from an administrative part, there are so many duties that don't get filled that need to get filled yep. or they're delayed getting filled. We've had this discussion and we had the discussion was at your fire, at that fire right. um, of having an all chiefs group page. So if there's, if oh, there's right. someone going on that, yeah. uh, over in Bray or someone's, you know, wherever it is, that page goes out. And I've already extended the invitation. I said, if you ever hear anything going on in Casco, come on over. Seriously, yep. because I can use you. Correct, and yeah. that command post, that command component is essential to a safe operation, an effective and, and smooth operation. Mm -hmm. yeah. So taking a regional command approach, is <laughs> a good name for it? Inclusivity. Inclusivity. <laughs> well, that gets rid of the R word and the B right, word. Right? right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and we literally just had this conversation yeah, at his fire, so. Eric, where do you think we should start? Uh, this is a little out of my realm because <laughs> I'm from those towns that had private EMS. And because they don't have enough call volume, they don't hire. Per diems are full-time. So that's why I threw that in earlier. It's, it's totally different to the north of here. It really is, too. Um, yep. I'm excited to help you guys on the training side of this and see where you go with it myself. That's Well, that's like so that's where my passion is. And yeah. I, like where my – well, you know. That's where my passion is. is I've been trying to get – training programs in this area going but as you know as you know it's literally it's like oh, it's swimming upstream yeah. for some people but the good part of this what i was going to interject earlier and i didn't have a chance to is that we talked about finances and regionalization in that aspect mm -hmm. props some of the props that we need for our trainings are so friggin' expensive and a regional a rural, fire academy well, there you go yeah rural towns just yeah. can't afford to buy it but if we all pitched in man we could get some really neat stuff yeah true Ed? When you when you apply for oh, regional sorry. grants, mm -hmm. yeah. when you include the word regional on a on a AFG grant or just about any other grant, they look at you a lot harder and a lot quicker than the others. Yep. So that's been proven. Ed, I think we just get all the chiefs in one room and get them some big hall cans and. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's just... Do you like the old chief's method, uh, method where if something was hard to talk about, you just brought us out to the pub, and then after yeah, like the I fifth mean, shot, we all start talking? And I right. think you guys will be all right. Uh, no, it just... What frustrates me, I know we, we keep saying we start off with training, which I agree, but it, it's just such a, a soft step. I think it's been... Oh, I don't think so. If I we think can do it right, I think it's huge. I think... Trying to come up with something that's concrete that can actually kind of lock lock people in is yeah. going to be the the everything's a start, but yeah. I think that's going to be the actual like turning point where you will see everybody when you're required to work together, you'll work together right. instead, instead of the beatings will continue until morale improves. I think exactly. my True. opinion is I think your hard step would be mirroring our SOPs. Yep. And then even if the training committee or whatever fell apart, 
we're still operating the same. I, yeah, we're I think as soon as you same. make a step at the administrative level, right, mm -hmm. that's Correct. when yeah. you will be. That's right. when you will start to merge. Right, right. top Because down, I've right? seen. I mean, we've talked about these rural departments. Like I said, too many times I've seen people. We're going to try to do this. No, I understand the frustration. I've been through it. Right. I mean, Eric's been through it. Dan's been through it. I'm sure no, the Chiefs no. have been through it. Yep. It right. is frustrating. When, once it's when it's just like a verbal agreement, it, it falls right. apart so quickly. All well, I got it on. Re yeah, re right. it's recorded and going to be on Facebook now. So you nice. too. But if if you add. You know, not to keep going with this because no, I'm going to this all night, right? Yeah, but I mean, this, this is, is literally hours that was That was the whole right. point of starting this, is <laughs> to get people to argue <laughs> with each other. Right. This is only part one. We'll be doing this again <laughs> with, sure. with the regional command structure, you know what I mean? Like, like if you, you want a visual to show that off, you know what I mean? A good opportunity is to take That's the three huge. guys in charge of the three towns and give them all vehicles that look similar. Right, yeah. make them make it come up with a plan, and then start them running around to fires in three towns or two towns or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, and mm -hmm. they show that unity. People are eventually, yes, yeah, gonna buy in. You want? You want to, <laughs> I love well, it. It's great. But so Ed wants to. I'll do the quotes because I was just quoted. But I'll do the quotes. If you want a soft, um, soft quote, step end quote to this. <laughs> Communications, yes. and this is another thing that we're talking about right true. now is getting the same radio channels yes, in the yeah. That's so, huge, yeah. Because I'll it's tell you such what, such a simple step that I, 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 it blows my mind that it's taken this long to get everybody in the same radio channels. Oh well, we <laughs> talked I, about I it earlier. No one wants to really. Everybody well, has their own way of doing it, and everyone's way of doing it is the right way, and everybody else's is the wrong way. Just ask them. I would agree with well, you on that statement. Yeah. I think that's the mindset that we've yeah. got to get rid of. Right, right, exactly. My way is not the right way. My way works, but your mousetrap is probably better than mine. We're well, going to find that, and we have to accept that, and we, we have to make concessions. Yeah. There's yeah. no way around yeah. it. Exactly. I mean, that, so it's got to be a give-and-take relationship. After the conversation about the Chiefs All Group, Mm -hmm. um, I sent an email out to the area chiefs about communications. So that's yeah. why I kind of jumped on of look, because we ran into problems here in Casco being able to communicate. Right. And that uh, happens almost on every single time. Right. No, reason no talk around that, nothing. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, this is technology that we can use. It's here. It's not going to cost us anything. Right. Right. Let's do that first. Yeah. Programming is that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think going off of what Dan said, I didn't think about it until you mentioned it, but how easy would it be, you know, when you have a combined training, if you put something out to the public that your two towns are working together, then you're getting pushed from their end too. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent, I guess. But you can you can start to sway the ship when you've got more more backing to it right. and more publicity. Yeah, I, this is this is right here is a good start. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, you know, doing the podcast. And this is going to be episode one of a multi-part series, <laughs> I think. Right. Yeah. You know? Stay tuned. Well, it's, right. it's <laughs> what we've said to every episode. I'm not sure if you guys have actually listened to what yeah. we do or not. But uh, the more feedback we get from, you know, people outside mm -hmm. of our department or just... People. Outside of the fire service. Yeah, people yeah, following absolutely. us. You know, we actually good. have followers on Facebook. I, I made a joke last time of all two people that listened to us, and now we're at 60-something nice. followers, which is insane to me. But uh, thank thank you, everyone. <laughs> and if some of those followers would comment yes, and give us please, suggestions, we, we, we would love that. Or ask questions. Please. Now my right. two followers are two commenters that we've had, so... I, I can make that challenge now. And they listen because, thank God, there's no pictures because nobody <laughs> would pay attention. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it for the day. We're getting way over time. We can come yeah. back and do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming. And, no problem. Uh, you had a ton of Training awesome input. Big one. You guys got anything you want to? want to throw out real quick just the we... training's the big one i think that's where we're going to start we need to get that inclusivity and i think our training teams ought to get together yeah, definitely um, but you, you said that that seeing the leadership um, i just did a regional burn way to the east the other day it was the safety officer and we parked both command vehicles side by side uh, we had our roles we had an operations person and that showed that unity right there for three different entities working yeah. together and very well so it, it 
it sends you know, it, a it, message that's it, volumes louder. It's, right. it, it even turns into when you need to go to your town councils, you go mm -hmm. as a group. Yeah. And you talk as a group, right? right? So the three or two chiefs go to the whatever town that you need to persuade that night into yeah. whatever you need buy-in for, here we go again. You know what I mean? And then yeah. vice versa, because yeah. then it's showing that unity at, at the, I know, and that, that seems weird. No, no, and, no. And, and, it, and that's way off the norm probably, but I think. Well, normal's clearly not working. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyways. Exactly. All right, well, we'll call that a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys.